This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Space Force shuts down AI. That's correct. Space Force shuts down AI. Now, mainly the reason I'm I'm even covering this is because so oftentimes in the comments, it seems like there is a certain substantial group of people that really does believe that at some point, the government is going to give us disclosure on UFOs. And of course, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know that's not how I feel about the situation at all. I think that the government, in large part, is just behind the eight ball on this stuff, possibly corrupt, possibly most likely incompetent on a lot of this stuff. And today's article just goes to, I think, demonstrate a couple of the problems that I'm always complaining about. Number one, just uh, situational incompetence when it comes to using AI, not understanding the risk until after the cat's out of the bag. And secondly, some of the infighting is happening there. So for the people that really uh, get on my case about not putting trust in certain former government employees complaining about their uh, pet programs not being funded, well, this is kind of the reason why I don't care about any of that except to expose it and why I'm really of the belief that the only way that we're ever going to get real disclosure in the whole UFO thing is by crowdsourcing disclosure. Or as one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Jason Goodman, says, crowdsourcing the truth. And I think that applies to this subject right here. Now, this first article that we're looking at comes from Cointelegraph.com, of all places. It says, U.S. Space Force pauses use of chat GPT-like tools due to security fears. Yeah, no kidding. You know, when you're putting this stuff into ChatGPT or Google Bard or any of these AI uh, programs that uh, scrape the internet for all their data and information and everything else, it's what they call this large language program. Well, the stuff you put in there becomes part of the stuff they use. So probably not a very good place to put top secret documents. It says at least 500 Space Force staff members have been affected, according to the department's former chief software officer. Now, I want you to see this starting to uh, form up here. Now, 500 people have been affected. Well, 500 people have been restricted from uh, sharing classified information, I suppose, if you will, or or restricted information with a bot. And of course, a former chief software officer, and we'll get into that in a bit, well, they're not happy about that. Well, why wouldn't they be happy? Well, maybe they were making money off of it. And this is what's so just insidious about this whole thing about us depending on the government to tell us about UFOs. You're right in the middle of this giant uh, tug of war between current employees, former employees, contractors making money off the thing. I mean, the whole thing's just a big nasty mess. Now, we're going on here and tells us the United States Space Force has temporarily banned its staff from using generative artificial tools while on duty to protect government data, according to reports. Space Force members were informed that they are not authorized to web-based generative AI tools to create 
image to create text images and other media unless specifically approved according to an October 12th report by Bloomberg citing a memorandum addressed to the Guardian Workforce Space Force members on September 29th. And that's another thing. These guys aren't called soldiers. They're not called sailors. They're called guardians. I mean, come on, man. Generative AI will undoubtedly revolutionize our workforce and enhance Guardian's ability to operate at speed, Lisa Costa, Space Force's Deputy Chief of Space Operations for Technology and Innovation, reportedly said in the memorandum. However, Costa cited concerns over current cybersecurity and data handling standards, explaining that AI and large language, and large language model LLM Adoption needs to be more responsible. Now, the whole point of a large language model is that you dump everything in there and then the computer is able to use the data that you provide in this new context, this larger body of data. So in order for them to be more responsible, and I suppose I mean changing the data or whitewashing it or whatever, that's going to change the data that you're putting into the large language model, thereby making it less or possibly irrelevant. Wow. The United States Space Force is a space service branch of the U.S. Armed Forces tasked with protecting the U.S. and allied interest in space. I often think these guys are tasked with protecting their own paycheck more than anything. And then it's got a tweet here. It says... It shows them holding this, you know, the space flag. I don't know, man. This whole thing's shaping up to me to be a colossal waste of money. It goes on. It says, the Space Force's decision has already impacted at least 500 individuals using a generative AI platform called Ask Sage. Now, we're going to get into Ask Sage here in just a minute. And that's according to Bloomberg, citing comments from, here we go, Nick Chilean, former chief software officer for the United States Air Force and Space Force. So he leaves the Air Force and Space Force, then starts his own AI company, which the people in Space Force apparently love, but I don't think it's free. We're going to get into that in a minute. Chilean reportedly criticized the Space Force's decision. Clearly, this is going to put us years behind China, he wrote in a September email complaining to Costa and the other senior defense officials. Quote, it's a very short-sighted decision, Chilean added. Chilean noted that the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency and its departments have developed generative AI tools of their own that meet security standards. Okay, then why aren't they using those? Concerns that LLMs could leak private information to the public have been a fear for some governments in recent months. Well, because maybe it's happened already. Italy temporarily blocked AI chatbox ChatGPT in March, citing suspected breaches of data privacy rules before reversing its decision about a month later. You know, we've seen Italy. They can't make up their mind about anything, my opinion. Tech giants such as Apple, Amazon, and Samsung are among the firms that have also banned or restricted employees from using ChatGPT like AI tools at work. Well, think about it. Apple, Amazon, Samsung, the biggest, the biggest guys in tech, the guys that know the most about tech, 
understand tech security and the importance of not leaking their information online, who cares about yours, those guys are saying, no, you can't use ChatGPT at work. Of course not. Wow. So there you have Space Force uh, blundering into the 21st century using a uh, paid-for version of ChatGPT, not even giving a thought or a care to the security concerns involved. Yet these guys are supposed to be the ones to uh, tell us about UFOs, give us disclosure, and protect us from the boogeyman in outer space. Now, I wanted to take a look at just follow up with this uh, with this uh, Project Sage guy here. It says, under the leadership of Nick Chalian, a distinguished technology leader, founder of 13 companies, and former chief software officer for the U.S. Air Force and Space Force, the Ask Sage team consists of industry experts from the DOD, intelligence community, and industry innovation. So there you have it. The top guy at Space Force, he quits. And we're going to look at a little letter he wrote when he resigned. He quits and starts this company called Ask Sage, where you pay for the use of this like open large language model uh, computer program like ChatGPT. And who is it populated with? Oh, former Air Force people, former Space Force people, experts from the DOD, the intelligence community, and industry innovation. So another giant revolving door. Now, this guy was a former, says former chief software officer for the U.S. Air Force and Space Force. Yet he's not concerned about people using an open language, large model type program at work when they work at Space Force. That's, I find that interesting. Wow. Now, we learn here, kind of putting Mr. Chalian in perspective. Now, this article we just read here about Space Force telling people, no, you cannot use this ASH program at work because it's a security issue written by a former Space Force top guy. Well, three years ago, Mr. Chalian didn't have such a great opinion of the Air Force. Apparently, it says, this is from the federalnewsnetwork.com. In goodbye message, Chalian unloads his frustrations over DOD's technology, culture, and process. This article is written by Jason Miller, dated September 2nd, 2021. It says, the Air Force is losing a key technology executive and the U.S. Digital Service has a new leader. I can just hear the revolving door as it swishes around in a half circle. Nicholas Chalian, the Air Force's chief software officer, announced today on LinkedIn that he is heading back to the private sector. In his goodbye message, Chalian didn't hold back on his frustrations and progress he made while working for the Defense Department. And I could imagine innumerable, innumerable contacts in a recent interview, Chalian expressed his disappointment over too much talk and not enough action, particularly around funding, staffing, and prioritizing basic IT issues across DOD. Yeah, I've heard that they still use Fortran uh, programming. You know, it's like, what, a 40, 50-year-old program to operate our nuclear missile systems. Sounds good. Join us for a panel discussion, it says, October 18th, blah, blah, blah. A lack of response and alignment 
is certainly a contributor to my accelerated exit, he wrote on LinkedIn. There have been continuous and exhausting fights to chase after funding out of hide because we are not enabled to fix enterprise IT teams within within program offices. Worse, some are starting to use the size of the DoD as an excuse to claim that enterprise services cannot succeed in the department. That is false, and we have demonstrated it with, with Platform One. The Department of Defense overall needs to stop staffing enterprise IT teams as if IT is not a highly technical skill and expertise. Look, DOD is all about compartmentalizing data and information. They don't want these they don't want these IT teams, I'm pretty sure, because they don't want to lose control over that data and information. He went one step further, highlighting a bigger problem with DOD's approach to technology modernization. Quote, please stop putting a major or lieutenant colonel, despite their devotion, exceptional attitude and culture, in charge of identity, credentialing, and access management, ICAM, zero trust, or cloud for one to four million users when they have no previous experience in that field. We are setting up critical infrastructure to fail. We would not put a pilot in the cockpit without extensive flight training. Why would why would we expect someone with no IT experience to be close to successful? They do not know what to execute on or what to prioritize on, which leads to endless risk reduction efforts and diluted focus, he wrote. IT is a highly skilled and trained job. Staff it as such. I told my leadership that I could have fixed enterprise IT in six months if empowered. Yet with my 22 years of experience running IT innovation, I was underutilized and poorly leveraged by the DOT, as most of my time was wasted trying to convince folks to engage me and consider more relevant and efficient solutions. While I watched as they continued to deliver capabilities that do not meet the basic needs of our warfighters, the DOD should stop pretending they want industry folks to come and help if they are not going to let them do the work. While we wasted time in bureaucracy, our adversaries moved further ahead. Actually, I think fortunately for us, our adversaries are probably in the same boat. Staffed by power-hungry and competent people who are lazy, and the last thing that they would want is for a go-getter who is smarter than them to be assigned to or attain a position where they could leverage that power over the said lazy bureaucrat. Now, this guy obviously uh, might have ulterior motives. Seems like he's a pretty smart guy. I mean, he was in charge of the entire tech program at the Air Force and Space Force. He gets out and he starts this country up called Ask Sage. It's a large language model uh, program where you type in a question just like you do chat GPT and it gives you an answer. Of course, we know ChatGPT has its own problems. Uh, it hallucinates, or what we might call lies. It also keeps track of everything you put in there, which goes into the computer database, which is supposedly helps ChatGPT come up with new answers, which can also cause problems when it starts saying things about famous people that aren't true, and especially when it says things about not-so-famous people that aren't true. Those are all security concerns which I think Mr. Chilean may have overlooked a little bit in his excitement to start his own 
chat be chat gpt type program called ask sage which now he seems to be very upset about the dud not allowing their employees uh, to use it now if we we can go to the the chat gpt the ask sage the ask sage uh, program itself and if you go there you will find uh, that they've got a nice little uh, clean uh, website with a picture of Mr. Chelian on the front, and then you can do a free uh, a free tryout on it. And then uh, if you uh, want to go beyond that, you can pay for it. Now you could imagine that the government would have been paying quite a lot for this. So it just kind of shows you uh, where we're at with this stuff as far as you know what we're running into, and just the overall incompetence combined with the revolving door that we have going on in the military and why these are the last people that should be given uh, total control over UFO uh, information and UFO disclosure. Now, I want to finish up with just another example of how badly they've handled this whole notion of transparency when it comes to UFOs. This article is from February 15, 2023, back when they had the three UFOs shot down uh, over uh, Alaska, uh, Yukon, and Lake Huron. It says Space Force Space Command passed the buck on UFOs as U.S. airspace security questions swirl. And the subtitle says Space Command is not taking a lead role on UFOs as objects operated outside the command's astrograph astrographic area of responsibility written by kelly laco fox news published february 15 so the guardians don't care about ufos that's what we're finding out the pentagon u.s space force and the u.s space command have so far been absent from discussions on a handful of ufos over north america that have been shot down by the military in recent days of course this is going back to february Three flying objects were shot down last weekend, including one over northeastern Alaska on Friday, one over Canada's Yukon Territory on Saturday, and one over Lake Huron on Sunday. A week prior, a Chinese spy balloon was shot down over the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of South Carolina. Very good writing there. She separated the three UFOs from the spy balloon. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, and the United States Northern Command, NORTHCOM, have been taking the lead on an information related to the UFOs, but details on how involved the space-focused military agencies have been on identifying the objects and securing the U.S. airspace is not clear. The Space Command, which is one of the, the is one of the eleven of the military's combatant commands, is in charge of a command in control of the military's action in space region. Interesting that it's number eleven. I think in numerology, uh, the number 11 represents chaos, and that seems to be what we're getting out of this particular agency. However, a spokesman for the command said it is not taking a lead role on the UFOs as the objects operated outside the command's astrographic area of responsibility. Okay, so I guess once they get too close to the ground, then Space Force just doesn't care, because if they come from outer space, the is that part of their responsibility? I don't know. They don't say. U.S. Space Command operates the most exquisite and extensive sensor network in the world, the agency told Fox News Digital in a statement Tuesday, while noting that NORAD, NORTHCOM, and the Pentagon are the focal point of efforts to identify the UFOs. 
Well, so Space Command operates the most exquisite and extensive sensor network in the world. They're listening into everything. Why not just go ahead and take all that data, dump it into Ask Sage, where hackers can have a good long look at it, the public can have a good long look at it, I suppose, and then just not worry about it. I mean, I don't know. Why would you think it's okay to use a large language model unless that guy can prove to you that everything has 100% been protected and it's hacker-proof? And I'm not seeing that. While the unidentified aerial phenomena are below USS Spacecom's astro astrographic area of responsibility, says 100 kilometers, so I guess 60 miles. We continue to monitor these events and provide supporting data to U.S. Northern Command, the spokesperson said. So there you go. They're called Space Force, but as long as the UFO uh, comes in cloaked or camouflaged and it doesn't show up until it gets uh, within 60 miles of the Earth's surface, then Spacecom can't help you, even though they've got the most exquisite and extensive sensor network on the planet. When asked to elaborate on what supporting data the U.S. Space Command is sharing with NORTHCOM, the commander declined to specify. I wonder, do they even know? The command plans, executes, and integrates military space power into multi-domain global operations in order to deter aggression, defend national interest, and when necessary, defeat threats, according to its website. This sounds like so much, you know what. The spaceship is the newest branch of the military created under former President Donald Trump and organized under the Air Force, similarly to how the Marine Corps is structured under the Navy. But they're called Guardians. Space Force Media Operations Officer Jackie Lockett referred News Digital to NORAD and NORTHCOM on the matter and did not, come on, and did not comment on whether Space Force is working with those agencies on tracking objects or if, if it often encounters UFOs, would they even know? Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said Wednesday that there had been no new objects reported to U.S. airspace over the last 48 hours. Wow, I don't know. You can go to MUFON or USA Sightings Daily or New Fork and probably find that there have been new objects reported in the last 48 hours. I read them all the time on here. We're also working with other agencies, NASA, FAA, FBI, and everybody in the community who may have an interest in operating in this space to learn more about, you know, what these could possibly have been, he added. Wow. And so I would just tell you that the safety and security of the American people are, that's the thing that's most important to me and to everybody on the DOD team and throughout the interagency. I don't know. They could maybe run this paragraph through ChatGPT and see if it could make it more readable. Senior U.S. defense officials recently told Fox News that past incursions by suspected Chinese spy balloons were brief and logged by the military, but did not get flagged for senior officials in the Biden administration or in the previous Trump administration until recently. So you're protecting the country. Yep, you're looking after us, but you're not bothering to even count the Chinese spy balloons. Think about that. Most exquisite and extensive, extensive sensory system. But we didn't bother to tell Biden or Trump about the spy balloons. Really? 
The officials said there were sometimes hundreds of reports on incursions each day. That would just be too much work. Questions continue to pile up from lawmakers on the origin and purpose of these objects, according to sources, with knowledge of an unclassified briefing from members of the House of Representatives Tuesday on the UFOs. Three objects were not engaged in hostile actions, but the military could not rule out that they were sent by a hostile country. Yeah, maybe a hostile country from another planet, for all we know. So what did they do? Well, they shot them down. But up until that point... Chinese spy balloons have been flying by in the dozens in the 20s and the 30s, and nobody bothered to tell Trump or Biden because, well, you know. No, I don't know. And then apparently when they did tell somebody, they said, we've got to shoot these things down right now. What they didn't realize is that these things have been going on for a long time, and at the very top of the food chain, the commander-in-chief being kept in the dark. That I can believe. Meanwhile, below him, in the bowels of the bureaucracy, people are padding their checks. They're getting ready for the next job. They're greasing the wheels on the revolving door so that as soon as they step out, they can write a little letter flaming the agency that they worked for, telling everybody how incompetent and dumb they are, and please use my software. Don't worry about whether or not it can get hacked. I'll be in charge of that. These are the kind of people that have been left with monopoly powers over UFO data, images, video, possibly actual craft, and as Gresh has told us, non-biologic entities. Non-biologic? Non-human biologic? ET? Dead or alive? We don't know. They know. They know where the bodies are buried, but they're not telling us. They know what's going on with these things. They know why the cattle are being mutilated. They know why people are being found with implants in them. But they're not going to tell you. And the last thing they want is somebody on the inside who might tell you. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.